0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Allie's Corner. Um, I'm Allie. So today we're going to be talking about just some things um, that I wanted to go over um, when it comes to like honesty and how people can take honesty um, and how people can take things from people that may have something going on in their personal life because of what's happening in their own personal life. Um, so... It's just a little like indulgence of what, you know, I I wanted to kind of go in depth with. So, um, honesty, right, is when you bring something forth in an honest way. Um, it's truthful. It is, hey, this is what's going on. Um, and you're bringing it forward. It can be brought forth in a very direct way, in a very blunt way, um, and it can be brutally honest. When that happens, a lot of people um, can see that as mean, can see that as aggressive, especially when it's coming from someone that is feminine. Like it just happens that way. Um, And there's kind of no way around that. And a lot of people take it the wrong way we have a society right now that sees women as usually less than, um, especially to the male counterpart. I, a man or someone that is male presenting can be very honest, direct, blunt, um, very abrasive, very aggressive. And people be like, and especially um, in places like the workplace or even in their personal life, and people be like, oh, that's okay, because that is the normal um, when it happens for someone that is a female or I'm presenting, then it gets looked at as, oh, she's mean, or she's kind of a bitch or, oh, that was a little rude. So when you have things like that, but you're being honest with it, and it can be brutally honest and people are seeing it as super critical or super like not nice, you got to figure out what is kind of going on, right? So is there something going on in that person's life that sees it that way? Do they have some sort of thing that has happened to trigger them? Do they have a trauma response to getting stuff that is honest? Um, Do they have a trauma response from being direct? Ask them, it comes back to the first episode of communication, right? Ask them how they like to be communicated with. Do they like it direct? Or do they need stuff that is super fluffy? Um, People say the word diplomatic, or civil um it comes down to is it is it filtered um so the word filtered right so is it going to placate them in a way that saves their feelings um and i think that plays a lot into it so it really comes down to is it going to hurt someone's feelings and do they know how to deal with it emotionally Um, and as someone, I have CPTSD, um, I'm also autistic, I also have ADHD, so as someone that has some things neurologically going on, I know it can be very hard to take any type of criticism, feedback, um, or anything from someone, especially you love and trust, because it comes through sometimes as an attack, especially if you have a trauma response around that. Um, I know when my loved ones um, come at me or come to me um, with a response of, hey, this is really bothering me, it does feel like an attack a lot of the time. So how do we work through that, right? How do we go through and emotionally regulate and emotionally get through that? It comes back to the piece of, do I know what I'm feeling? Am I feeling all of the emotions at that point in time? Um, what emotions am I feeling? Do you know, can you identify that emotion that you are feeling? Because sometimes, especially for people that have CPTSD, they may not even know the emotions that they are currently feeling. Um, they may have those emotions so suppressed that they can't tell if it's happiness. They can't tell if it's sadness. They can't tell if it's anger, it's rage. They can't tell if it's just frustration. They can't tell which emotion is actually coming forth, um, which is why you realistically would need to seek a medical professional and go through things like therapy and go through things to really help you get into a spot of regulation. So with that being said though, when you are honest with someone and they take it the wrong way, I would say maybe address it at a later date, um, especially if their feelings were really hurt and they really felt unheard or felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, The other piece of it, is are they feeling bad to make you feel bad? Is it a guilt trip? Is it a form of tactic for them to manipulate you? Because there are t- some type of people out there that will ultimately do that. Um, so there's also other signs to kind of watch out for when going through and not only being honest with people, but also kind, right? So the, the other piece of that is kind versus nice. Um, nice is just kind of being there going, oh no, I'm so sorry that happened. Where kind is, I'm sorry that happened. Let me help you fix it. It's more of a community base, which as a society, we've kind of gotten lost. Um, it's not as, thorough or not as thoroughly through where we're not helping our fellow man we've gone more individualistic so you have a lot of um people that are turning away from doing the community based things um you still have communities and you still have people that are in these different communities but it's prevalent and I've seen this from going from an area where it was super community-based where you have your neighbor helping out neighbor helping out neighbor or if you were stranded on the side of the road you have a complete stranger come and help you change that tire versus to where I live now where if you were stranded on the side of the road you just get stared at nobody will come and help you um you can wait hours even when calling places like AAA or using other, um, companies, um, whether any type of roadside assistance, it's really getting to a point where it's all consumer-based, where it's like, if we can't make a profit, we do not want to help you. And that's not the way it should be. Um, it really does take a village to help. This is why we have a lot of mental health issues kind of going on. And I think that's really what this is going to be about. It's going to be about mental health health issues and how do we help people um, who are struggling get what they need and so i know where i live and i live in the united states um mental health crises are on the rise and you see a lot more people getting diagnosed yes but you also see a lot more people hiding it and you see rates of things like suicide and rates of things like depression and rates of things of people just not doing mentally well kind of increasing as we kind of go on yes the world literally is boiling. Um, we're in a world that's kind of shit. And when we look at every aspect of everything that's kind of going down, but mentally, we also have to take into consideration what's going on in their personal everyday lives, right? So are they coming from, you know, areas where they're not getting their emotional needs met? Are they not getting their um, physical needs met? Are they not getting what their uh, just needs in general are met. So are they not getting food? Are they not getting housing? Are they not getting what they need? Are they homeless? Are they, you know, cause those do play a factor as well. Are they, their emotional needs are super big as well. So are they not being told that they are loved? Are they not being told that they're cared for? Are they not being shown that from childhood? Because if we see that, You see a lot of people, especially when their childhood years, they do not have that emotional needs being met. They're pushed away by their parents or they're pushed away by people in their family that are supposed to help raise and show that they care and they love them and they support them. They don't have that. They tend to have a hard time in the future as an adult to make friends, to establish relationships, to be able to communicate effectively. Um, they have a hard time making those bonds and connections. And when you have a hard time making those and you don't have the support, unless you have the money to be able to do so, um, to get the mental health help that you need, because everything runs on the money source, and you may not be able to afford it, then you let your mental health go to the wayside. That's like medical care as well. You let that go to the wayside. Um, And then you're not in a great place mentally and you're not being able to provide mentally for yourself. um, And you're doing, things that may not be great for you, you're overspending or you're not, you know, you're just doing what you need to get your basic needs met and you're not doing anything for self-care and you're not doing things to take care of yourself in a way that is going to be productive for you or a way that you're going to be able to go ahead and do what you need to replenish that cup and you're helping other people. So this is where you have people that are people pleasers, where they don't know how to say no to people and they immediately say yes um and then people are like oh okay so you're going to do this for me forever and then they get easily manipulated by people that will take advantage of them because people will take advantage of people that automatically say yes um If they're always in your corner and they're always saying yes, you're going to immediately, you're going to have those people in those circles that will immediately be like, hmm, I'm going to use this to my advantage and I'm going to use you for it. So like you have to know where people's intents are, where people's interests are, and you have to be able to go ahead and go through that, right? You have to be able to go and read what is happening and what's going on and what is That engagement leg and really be able to stand up for yourself and be able to read a room, um, whether it's read a room energetically, read a room body language wise. And I think a lot of people haven't been taught societally what body language looks like um, when it comes to things like that. We have a lot more people avoiding eye contact. We have a lot more people with social anxiety. We have a lot more people that do not want to communicate effectively because they are afraid to. And that comes down to with, like, when I talked about earlier about the honesty and being direct and being brutal, like, that brutal honesty and people are seeing it as rude, mean, aggressive, especially in people that are femme or femme presenting and, but you have the male or male presenting side that they don't see it. They see it as leader type and they see it as that stereotypical, like, that is what I'm, like, a male is supposed to do or someone that is male presenting is supposed to do when that's actually not the case, right? So the case is that we are a seeing a huge shift. Realistically, you have these things where people may not be in the right headspace to be able to take in that any type of honesty that you're trying to bring to them. Um, and when they're not in the headspace, they're going to see it as mean, or they're going to see it as like, you were just trying to do that to hurt me. And it's not necessarily the case. Um I can tell you that I'm the type of person that I am extremely like brutally honest to a fault when it comes to people. I'm super also critical of people um, in my own personal life and it's a trauma response. (laughs) So like working on that with years of work that has happened. being in therapy repeatedly and going through and being like hey <laughs> like this is what it is like it's a trauma response to trying to not get close to people or like when something's going right i try like to go through and it's and like self-sabotage in a way Realistically, it self sabotage when things are going the right way and I feel safe? I'm like, it's not gonna last for long because I didn't have stability growing up. Like, we growing up, my parents got evicted more times than I can count. I didn't have a stable home. Um, I moved more than 11 times before I was 18. Um, I was raising my siblings, like, my dad was never home. <laughs> My mom couldn't give a shit and she was mentally unstable. Like she was diagnosed with bipolar and psychotic disorder and all of this other stuff. And she's a narcissist and it's all about her. And I know she has her own trauma that she went through with her mother and her situation growing up and things of that nature. And I'm not saying it's it's an excuse, but it perpetuates a cycle of trauma. So trauma can perpetuate a cycle of trauma without people realizing. So I think realistically, when we are being brutally honest or brutally overcritical with people and people are like, well, that's mean, that's aggressive, um, we have to take a step back and be like, where is that coming from? Is it is it a trauma response in us? Um, or is it a response in us because of something that's happened that we're responding to or being overcritical because that's how we've seen the world our entire lives? Do we need to change that perspective? Do we need to go and seek help to help change that perspective? Or is that that person cannot help but feel that way due to the fact they have had something happen in their life. It comes back to we need to reflect internally a lot more and a lot of us need to stop reflecting outwardly before we start reflecting internally, right? So that's a general message again where it's internal stuff needs to be fixed in a lot of us, but we as a society can't afford to do that um we have seen and i don't know if it's true for other countries but i know in the united states because of the poverty line being so like high where there's a lot of people that live in poverty they can't afford things like mental health um they realistically can't afford to be able to continue to get things like medication to help provide mental health, especially when they end up homeless or living on the streets you don't have a stable home you don't have an address that you can put on there to be able to go ahead and pick up your medication you don't have the funds to be able to go pick up your medication because you become homeless and you don't have a place to stay your job kind of goes away if you don't have a place to shower you don't have a place to stay clean um i think realistically like if you don't have a way to survive in the correct way you lose a lot of things and I think that is a society where we need to come together as a village and stop being individualistic and stop caring so much about the dollar bill and care more about how do we help people survive in this world Um, how do we help them get the help that they need without costing them a ton of money like it shouldn't cost in the United States one appointment for mental health realistically shouldn't be a seven to a thousand dollar appointment it's like a 700 to a thousand dollar appointment like that shouldn't be the stereo like what it should cost and that's without insurance sometimes it's more um medications for mental health in the united states can range they can range anywhere from 500 dollars for a month all the way in up to three thousand or more depends on the medication <laughs> Like, it depends on how many medications you need. Um, And I think nobody is understanding the fact that, you know, they say, oh, well, we have mental health crises going on. Yeah, we have mental health crises going on because we have a health issue, mental health issue going on. We have a health issue going on. People can't also afford the regular medications like diabetics, Um, the cost of insulin. When you have insulin... One insulin pen is like $3,000 or one insulin vial is $3,000 and people can't afford that without insurance and they can't afford insurance because they can't afford to pay seven, 800, sometimes $1,200 a month for the insurance that they ultimately need to be able to keep themselves healthy. You're going to have a lot of health crises that pop up, um, which kind of comes back to, you know, the issue of like how can people reflect internally without getting the help that they need to be able to mitigate those things like being brutally honest or being more direct um especially when you ask people how they want to communicate and they say hey i want this communication really direct and then when you give it direct they're like mm, that doesn't feel good um and when they say mm, that doesn't feel good Okay, why does it make you uncomfortable? When when somebody says something to you and it doesn't feel good, it doesn't sit well with you, why? Ask yourself why. Why does it make you uncomfortable? Um, When somebody gives you some truthful information. Now, if they lie about some information and it's not truthful... Okay, that's a different story. But if it's truthful information and it's honest, why does it make you feel uncomfortable? Ask yourself that. Like, you, take a journal. Take your notepad on your phone. Take your notepad on your tablet, right? Take something. Write that down. Why does it make you feel uncomfortable? Why does it make you feel icky? Why does it make you feel like your skin's crawling, right? Why does it make you feel that type of way when someone is bringing you this information? And if you can't answer it right away, think about it. What age do you feel like when somebody gave that information? What feeling are you feeling? What kind of things do you like... Where are you in your head when somebody is saying that to you? Are you brought back to a childhood memory? Are you brought back to something that's happened in your past? If it's triggering those responses in you, how do you fix it? And not necessarily fix it, but how do you move on from it? How do you get the help that you need? Maybe maybe you can't get the... Therapy every week or therapy every two weeks or you don't have the insurance to be able to do that But how do you help yourself? Get through that without having to be stuck and Having to go through that. Do you have people in your life that can help you figure stuff out? Do you have supportive people that'll be there for you? Do you have people that'll kind of be like hey I wanna be honest with you, but I'm kind of afraid of how your reaction is gonna be. Um, I know people are afraid of hurting people's feelings, but sometimes you have to take the facts over the feelings and really go with facts and let them know, hey, I know this is gonna hurt your feelings, but I really need to get this out and let them know about it. And then the person that the feelings you know that are gonna be hurt, Kind of let them work through it and help them work through it. Um, Be a community again and help them work through what are they feeling. They're going to be angry. (laughs) Like anger is going to be one of those things, especially if you bring up something honestly with them and bring up something you want to communicate to them and bring up something that, hey, this is what it's doing for me. And this is something that I really need to bring up with you. And they get angry with you because it makes them feel kind of icky. Like, "Mm, I don't feel comfortable with this. It's not sitting well. But in reality, like, why? Why is it making them angry? If it's making them angry because you brought it to their attention, why? They have to know why. Like, they have to figure out the why that it's happening to themselves. Like, they have to dig deep. It's not surface level at this point. The reason a lot of us fight, yell, bicker, bitch, complain, do a lot of this stuff in our lives is because we don't understand the why shit's happening in our brain. So... A lot of it is like, why are we feeling this emotion? Why are we getting into this slump? Why is this happening? Why are we all like emotionally dysregulated? I don't think anybody realizes when emotional dysregulation is happening. If you do, fantastic, then you're on top of it and you can figure out what feelings you're feeling. But if you're having an issue identifying why, what feeling is this? What's happening in my life? Why am I doing this? What's going on? Like going through that process, dig deep. Like, realistically ask yourself, what's happening? Um, You know, digging deep, asking yourself, like, the ages you are, what emotion you're going through, or what period of your life you're in when you start feeling like that will help bring to the surface some things that you may need to work on. Um, And people don't like looking inward. People don't like seeing their flaws. And I think that is where ego ego and takes a huge step like we a lot of the times relationships do not succeed or friendships don't succeed or things like that is because a lot of times both parties can't put their ego aside um and it turns into a bicker like fight over a lot of this when you take your ego out of it and you let it come from a place of pure kindness and pure love and pure like just love and kindness realistically you're gonna see a lot of growth um people don't like change like are the human species does not like change they like stagnation like things staying the same especially people that have super high anxiety especially the people that have super high trauma things that stay the same are safe How do you grow when you're just safe? You don't. You stagnate, you're the same person and it may not be the same person for the best. It may be the same person for the worst. So how do you get away from that stagnation? You make yourself uncomfortable. And I think this is where a lot of people don't realize they have to make themselves uncomfortable even if it's a little bit, a little bit either daily, every other day, every week, like start small work your way on up to like bigger bits of uncomfortability but you have to be uncomfortable to be able to grow um a lot of people don't realize that uncomfortability is okay you can be uncomfortable you can start growing that way you don't have to be in this comfortable mindset or this satiated complacent mindset um if you're satiated and complacent and you're older in life great but you still have ways to grow as humans we never stop growing as a human being Um, our body may physically stop growing, but our mind never does. We still have lessons to learn. We still have things that we go through no matter the age that we're at. So when you see a person that has stopped their growth, they have stopped wanting to learn. They have stopped wanting to know. They have stopped wanting to be a better person. Um, and they're okay where they're at in their spot in their life. And that may be for the better and that may be for the worst. So... And just make sure that you are okay with being uncomfortable to be able to grow, to be able to mentally get yourself in a better spot, Um, especially if you're suffering from things like depression, anxiety, things like CPTSD, um, PTSD, remember compassion, kindness and love go a long way. And if you are supporting anybody that has CPTSD, depression, anxiety, or any other mental health issues. disorders please seek therapy for yourself as well because your mental health is just as important as those you are helping um it's also super important to make sure that you stay self-cared for and know what your self-soothing methods are too self-soothing is huge um so you like when it gets to a spot where you're both in that uncomfortability and you need to kind of uh, regulate your like regulate yourself and regulate your emotions and figure out why am i in this spot self-soothe um whether it's self-stimulation like rubbing your nails um together clicking your nails or like playing with your hair Rubbing your hands together, playing with fidget toys, um, writing, doing something that brings you from a, the emotional dysregulated state that you're in, even if it's a couple deep breaths and saying, "Hey, five things I can see at this, five things I can, you know, hear are this, five things I can touch are these. Um, I can taste these five things that I can, you know, see around my house. Um, things like sour candies on the tongue, salt immediately on the tongue will help you bring you kind of down." So there are ways to kind of come out of these things and it's part of mindfulness and mindfulness is super huge, but you also want to make sure that you have a crisis plan always, um, especially for mental health things. Um, you want to have that written down or have that plan talked about with your family and your loved ones you live with. If you live alone, have it written down somewhere so you know, you always want to have a self-care pack. Um, you always want to know... Hey, this is where I'm at in my headspace. This is where I'm going. You always want to have stuff done. So, in case you get into that spot, you can always go back to it. But also, if it makes you uncomfortable, ask yourself why. Because um, asking yourself why is going to help you through a lot of uncomfortable moments in life. Uh, and it's okay to show emotion. Like, you don't have to be <laughs> that person that doesn't show emotion. Like, If you need to cry, cry. If you need to express the anger, express it in a healthy way. Um, If you need to express sadness, express it in a healthy way. It's okay to express frustration. It's okay to go through and express it. Those sighs, those bits of yelling, like it's okay to have your emotions and to be able to express it. It's when you start expressing them in an unhealthy way, um is where we you need to like as a person learn from hey why do I have these unhealthy habits and how do I change them if you don't know the feelings that you're feeling and you're just crying for no reason um think about it think about what feeling are you feeling right now or what memory is going through your head or what happened what happened to send you into this spot So there's a lot of questions you can ask yourself, you can go through, there are prompts you can find online to go through and ask those questions too, write letters to your younger selves, um, daily journaling, like those things help a lot, but it comes back with like, if somebody is honest with you and they're, and it's kind of direct and kind of brutal and it's, you're saying, Hey that's a little aggressive or that's a little mean or that's a little bit rude or that's a little bit bitchy, ask yourself, why am I feeling that way? Why do I immediately think it's mean, it's rude, it's bitchy? If you're, if they're talking very monotone and there's no tone inflection um, to it or like they may sound hurried or they may sound passionate about it, find out the intent behind what they're saying Um, You could ask them, like, be completely honest and be like, hey, what was the intent behind that? Was it, you know, like, what was that intent? Or ask them about things that's going on. Because you never know what's happening in anyone's personal life unless you ask, unless you get to know them. Like, when you ask someone how they're doing, don't do the societal, like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's great. Everything's sunshine and rainbows. Cause like that is not healthy. When somebody politely asks you, how are you doing? And you're not okay. It's okay to say, I'm not great. I'm not okay. I'm in a bad space. I, you know, I have a lot going on. It's okay to not be okay. And I think that's where a lot of us kind of struggle because society wants us to be like, everything's good. Everything's sunshine and rainbows. And it's not, it's not. And we don't have to let it be sunshine and rainbows. Like we can be not okay and express it. We don't have to do the whole polite societal thing and be like, no, I'm good. How are you doing? And get the whole, I'm good, I'm fine you don't have to do that you can realistically truly ask someone hey how are you doing and truly mean no really how are you doing how are you holding up um we don't check in enough with each other and I think a lot of it comes down to that and we never know what's going on in friends lives family life things like that because we never mentally check in so start checking in on people you care about start telling them you love them Start, you know, figuring out if somebody is honest with you and you say it's mean, it's rude, it's bitchy, and it's brutally honest. Um, find out why you feel that way because find out why you're taking it that way because it might not be that they're coming, they're doing that intentionally. There might be, hey, you asked her direct, I've communicated directly, and now you're finding it rude, mean, bitchy, aggressive. And it wasn't meant to be like that. Um, So if you don't feel comfortable asking, look internally to find out why. Why am I feeling this type of way? It's making me uncomfortable. Um, Unless that's making you uncomfortable, you gotta look and look internally to figure out why. That, That why is really gonna help you get to a spot of like, maybe it's me. Maybe like I have some stuff that I need to work through. Um, and I know nobody likes to work through some shit. Like we get it, we get we get that like a lot of people don't like to look internally to self-reflect because it's like turning a mirror and making that mirror stare back at you and it's mm, not the greatest. Um, we try to avoid that as much as possible but it's gonna help you grow as a person. Let it help you grow. Let it make you become a better person, become a better you, become the best version of you. Um, The world wants to see the best version of you. The world wants to see the best, amazing, kind, loving soul that is out there. So one last thing before I go, show the world your kindness, show the world your love, spread love and kindness everywhere. Um, Help your fellow people in your community out when you see them struggling ask truly ask how everybody is doing and truly mean it let them know if it's they're not okay ask why ask hey i want to know why you're not okay and if you don't have the mental capacity for it don't ask if you cannot handle it don't ask and then when you have the mental capacity for it ask it's okay to put yourself first Don't let your cup drain. Do those self-care processes. And ask yourself why on a daily basis. Why are you feeling this way? What things are making you feel this way? Is it a certain emotion? Is it a certain memory? Is it things like that? Um, This is this week's episode of Allie's Corner. Uh, I will be back next week. Hopefully next week will be something Um, lighthearted. Maybe we'll talk some Marvel. Maybe we'll talk some Stranger Things. Maybe we'll talk something, I don't know nerdy uh or my writing process because I'm in process of writing my fourth poetry book so it will do something a little bit different next week but I just wanted to get this off because it's kind of a lot of stuff's happening with communication and internal reflection so kind of wanted to just get this out there and let y'all know my inner workings my inner thoughts um, hope you all have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you on the other side this is week's reality corner